Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Love is like candy on a shelf. Yes, it is, Big Daddy. Indeed. And help yourself. So I do. I'll never see you. Take a few. I want you to do. Do it, Tom. Oh, yeah, baby. Sing it, baby. And life is free. Take a piece of candy or two. Don't be a little Jew. <laughs> what? Real sound to my lips, to my arms, and let the world and they are yours. I don't know the words as well. Boom, boom, ba boom, ba ba boom. We'll take that down. Tom Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, this episode's dedicated to him, is it not? It is. The one, the only, the Welshman. Tom, the voice, Bartholomew Jones. Is his middle name Bartholomew? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds good. Welcome to Fork Talk episode. Episode. Go ahead. Episode 12. 12. (laughs) (laughs) Or as they say in Mexico. Do you know 12? (laughs) Dose. Episode 12. Welcome, everyone. That's right. We are back in studio. We are surrounded (laughs) by things that inspire us. And people who inspire us. Yeah, well, I'm always inspired by you, Big Daddy. And you, I'm inspired. But first of all, I've got, I've got a. I'm inspired by you as well. We're, first of all, well, wait a minute. I'm not even, I'm going to start before we start. Yeah. Not only do we kind of have a kindred love that was, you know, unrequited for years until we found each other. (laughs) I was empty inside most of my <laughs> life, right. floundering around the world like a spirit. As was I. And then out of the blue, I don't know how it came up, but we, uh, somehow the name Tom Jones got mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. Y- and you said, I love Tom Jones, too. That's right. Right? Yeah, because then I told you that my mom loved Tom Jones. That's right. right. Uh-huh. And my mom hated everybody. So <laughs> when, when she said she loved somebody, it stuck out in your head. Woo! Yeah, so... And, of course, I was made to watch the show when I was a little boy, too. Were you? Yeah, by my mom. And and we forced the ladies to watch it the other night, which was hilarious. Hey, it could have been worse. We could have liked Lawrence Welk. That would have sucked. True. <laughs> true, true. In fact, I'm just going to leave Tom Jones on while we do this opening. Oh, yeah, you should. Okay. I think he'd appreciate it. Boom, ba-da-bum. All right. Well, let's introduce our staff. They're here. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, producer Candy Sprinkles. Say hello, Candy. Hello. Candy. Ooh, hello, Candy. <laughs> hello. All right. And uh, Devilange. Hi there. And Devilange, today's a special, well, yesterday was a special day. That's right. We're celebrating today. We are. 
for celebrating her... What was it, Devil Ange? Her bar, bar mitzvah. Her birthday? Can you hear her? Yeah. They got to be louder, though. Stick the microphone in your mouth, Ange. Get right up next to it. Give me some volume like you're on stage. Stick <laughs> I mean, it in your mouth. Happy birthday, Ange. How did Devil Ange get her nickname Devil Ange, by the way? I gave it to her. You did? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what did she do to earn it, by the way? You ever seen her pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> she did break my nose, by the way. Did she that's really? That's a true story. That's no, that's With no her fist? Yes. Wow. Punched me right in the schnot locker. Woo. Yep. Very nice. Yep. Good job, Ange. Pretty cool. Well done. Well done. Well, have you ever you ever uh, heard of the Hatfield McCoy's thing? Sure. Yeah, and they had that uh, television show. Yes. Right. No, not the Hatfield McCoy variety show. The uh, where they played banjos and the cartoon had sex with each other. The uh, actual. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. Well, the funny thing is, is we're watching that show, and of course, the patriarch of the family of Hatfields is uh, none other than. Anderson Hatfield, shortened to Ants Hatfield. But during the Civil War, he was such a badass that they actually called him Devil Ants. So I decided, hmm, my wife's kind of a badass. Start calling her Devil Ange. Bada bing. And it stuck. You got it. Hey, what's that? I love you. I love you too. Yes, oh, you're singing the song. I do. You and your pussycat nose. <laughs> you right. and your pussycat. Easy, easy. Intern Slim Jim. Censors. Intern Slim Jim, he just left. Security, Rhino. Rhino. Defense of Canada. Dom Rhino Horgan. Yep. He, uh, our scientific officer, Dr. Ken Beck. Kenneth Beck, he's actually in a pre-trauma life support class today as we speak. Wow. That sounds... Um, I think they're using him as a dummy. Official. Yeah, I was going to say, is he the one being resuscitated? Yeah, you never know. I mean, he's <laughs> up there in age. Um, our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson, Vargas Highlander. Our roving reporter, the international man, man of mystery. Yes, sirree. Who's that? Miles Wetzel, baby. Absolutely. Miles Wetzel. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And we've got a new staff. New staff, Big Daddy. Who's that? Our official historian. And maybe I'll announce it later when we, yeah, when we talk about it. That's a good but idea. But we have an official historian now. How much are we paying that guy? Oh, it's big money, but that's the way we roll. We can't pay him more than Miles Wetzel. Well, no, Miles yeah, yeah. gets paid the most. <laughs> yep. what, was, yeah. what did Candy Sprinkles just say? She said as much as we're paying her. Oh, yeah. No, that's not possible to pay her more. <laughs> you know what we should have never done? Put a microphone in front of these two. That's true. That's true. <laughs> because I've heard them more than I've heard you. Yeah, well... But that's okay. Yeah. Well, they they've got a. <laughs> they got have, a, a have another beer, Ange. They got to project more. <laughs> they got to project more. Oh, Angie can project. Good. She projected I vomited one time, and you should have seen it. <laughs> the website. Happy birthday, is, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is devolving quickly. Uh, website www.fork-talk.com. Yep. And uh, Facebook. Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss. That's right. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. I love this song. Somebody, please, if somebody can, let me letter to this lonely man. 
Lucille is the name of the song. I don't remember this one. I think about her constantly. I must have fallen asleep when that segment came on. All right, so on, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Let's uh, give shouts, Jay, All to right. our sponsor. Let's do that. So, Fork Talk Nation, you work? Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not. that's not a shout. That's, that's right. That's actually a commercial. Well, of course it is, but keep going. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. I got to get back in the swing. I know. You're off. Greetings, Fork Talk Nation. You work, you train, you throw hard, you eat right, and you need to sleep right if those PRs are going to continue. And by PRs, we mean personal records, right, brother? Right. If you wake up with soreness. When you went to bed, (laughs) it's time for a new mattress. It's time for a new guy talking because I suck. That's all right. You'll spend a third of your life in bed. So make sure it's comfortable so you can get some really good rest and recovery. Who wrote this? <laughs> Our sponsor. Max? Please check out Mattress Ranch in Alaska and Washington on mattressranch.com. When it's time to replace your old mattress, you'll see the difference in price, quality, and honesty over the other guys. Absolutely. So, Big Daddy? Yeah. Uh, what did you get from Mattress Ranch? Uh, Swift kicking the ass. Yeah, we talked about that last show. A new mattress. Sit back and True. get away from the microphone. Have please. you destroyed it yet, or is it still in one piece? <laughs> oh, it's on its way out. What? what Already? Oh, yeah. Wow. Don't call me the destroyer for nothing. It's too bad. Hey, we've got a great show, Big Dad A. We you got do. Some, we got some pop cultures and current events. Absolutely. We've got Olympic events that you replace with Highland Games. That's right. You know, people are still talking about that uh, curling thing. Yeah, well, don't look. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got that event. We had that on Episode 7. We're coming back to it. What I mean by curling, I don't mean, you know, standing up and curling with a barbell. I'm talking about that. Hey, hey, whippy man, give me that two-and-a-half-pound <laughs> plate. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, uh, the broom and the, and the stone board. Stop, stop. Shuffleboard. Historical reasons for inclusion of sheaf in the traditional Highland Games. This yes. is from our new historian. Absolutely, and it's, he does a good job. It's only one half of the segment. It's it's part one of a two-part series on a scholarly indulgence into why Sheaf is a historical valid part of the game. Scotland yes, part of the game. Too. Yes. Not like we've been led to believe. Yes, right? exactly. We are throwing this upside down. How many people have told us that we know of that actually have a pretty good uh, stretch of history with the Highland Games who have told us that it's not a traditional event? Yeah, it can't be a traditional event. Yep. It shouldn't be a Highland Games. shouldn't be included. Including Scots, which of course I get, right? But this will prove definitively that they are mistaken. Interestingly enough, most of those guys who don't like the sheaf can't throw it. Mm, interesting. Kind of like guys who talk about bench press. They don't like the bench. Yeah. Oh, it hurts my shoulder. Mm, my shoulder hurts when I bench. You know what? They can't bench. That's why. That's right. That's right. So anyway. I still got Tom Jones on the background, by the way. I, I hear love him. It. I hear him. Yeah. Good. He's always uh, in my heart. Hey, uh, special. Um, so let's do some shouts. Yeah, let's do yeah? that. Yep. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Yes, indeed we do. First of all. How many likes do we have on Facebook? We're up to 463. 463. We are narrowing in on that 500. In fact, if we just got the nation to give it a little push here in October, November, 
we actually could get up over 500. Well, you know, Chad, Chad Allum, he's yeah. the guy that pushed us over 400, that guy. He did. Single-handedly. Well, we need to get... Fork Talk Nation, we are only 37 seven from 500. Yeah. Get on it. Get so your friends get to your like. mom. Get your mom off the couch. That's right. Tell your dad to put that cigarette out and we go can- over to the computer. <laughs> Stop falling asleep with a cigarette in your mouth on the house. You've burned it down twice. Tell your drunk uncle to put down the goddamn bourbon, get over the computer, and you know, delete the porn sites, and give us a like. Right, exactly. Um, however, let's give shouts to some of those that have liked us recently. Let's do that. You know, it's funny. I, I read through these names beforehand, which I never usually do. Yes. I don't recognize a bunch of them. Do you? I don't. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I know. That's what I love. Yeah. Is there people we don't know? That are kind of personally, so they're disconnected. They're starting to grow as a part of the, the yeah. Fort Tuck Nation. Normally, I know every one of them. Bob Dale, uh, Audrey Etzvold. Uh, I know she's her. Related to Eric. Yeah, that's yes. Eric's daughter. Okay. She's a good thrower. Too. Doyle Bennett. Never heard of him. Brandy Can- Cantout. Cantout. Yep. Catherine Scott Grace. That's a cool that's name. A very regal name. It is. Daniel DeWelt. Good name. Uh, Geraldyn Beauchamp. Sounds good. She must yep. be from Canada. Beauchamp, yep. Darlene Saunders. That must be one of the Saunders' uh, Relatives wife. of some kind. Yep. Is that Roger's wife? I don't know if it's... I've never met any of their significant I'm gonna others. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. Because I don't think his brother's married. Okay. Because who would marry that guy? True. He eats haggis. If you ever saw him hag- eat <laughs> haggis people, you would love him, but not in that kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's not it's, fair. It's very true. <laughs> and better wear a bib. We only say it because we love you, brother. Um, David Wallace, Jr., uh, J.P. Padilla, Jennifer Brown, Ken Lother. We know this guy. The living legend, Ken Lother. Yeah. Great nice. thrower. Liz Hunter, uh, Leonard Lee, and... Yeah, this one's get, yours. Oh, my gosh. Read it. This is amazing name. Shane Manor Whitley. I said that with a little bit of a Scottish That's pretty name. pretty good. Is that, is that a Scottish name? I don't know. I have no idea, but it it's a Eastern very name. amazing first name. Shane Mayer Yeah, but you Whitley. know, she doesn't beat uh, our favorite name. Kittrick, Kittrick Sonnenson. Kittrick Sonnenson. That's true. The rock true. star. That's true. In fact, on NASGA, you know, I keep a, I keep a, a, a journal on NASGA for my lifting and such. Yeah. And he commented on there, I like this dude. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's the man. He is the man. All right. Um, so some additional Fork Talk uh, Nation updates and musings. Um, Big Day, did you see on fa- on uh, Facebook that Fork uh, that Roger Saunders made the the news? Yeah, even with that stupid piece of crap two time fork he has. <laughs> That's true. He has a, a weird wood handled Gandalf. That's why I named him Gandalf because he's got this kind of weird sage stick looking handled two time fork. Did Although, he know what you meant when you did that? Oh yeah, because it was kind of. Yeah. For me, it was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I knew his name was Roger Saunders, and you kept calling him Gandalf, and I'm keep, I keep nudging him like his name's Saunders. <laughs> and I never saw this Hocus Pocus. What is this, Ring Thief? Yeah, it's what? Lord of the Rings. Well, I never saw that stuff. Ah, I don't watch or cartoons. read the book because you don't, don't watch, read. I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> it's not a cartoon. What is it? It's a movie and a book. A, it, ser- a trilogy of books. Is it? Is it lifelike? Is it lifelike? Is it a biography it, of sorts? No, it's, yeah. a, it's fantasy. Oh, well, that's why I wouldn't read it. <laughs> you know, just because you, you know, you like fantasy stuff, you know, why don't you just grab a penthouse? 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway, he, he made the Ventura County Star news and website. Oh, the Ventura County Star. That's right up there with uh, yeah. what? Uh, with the Kelso. The World News. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it, Well, it was for the Seaside Highland Games in Ventura, California. And it was a cool picture of him in the dip in the bottom of the V pulling on a sheaf. That's what we love about it. Ventura Highway. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Middleton. Did you see this post? Garrett Middleton is making a fork handle. I didn't. Really cool. So he posted that he's making a fork handle, and he sent me some pictures. And he's taking really thin, like, I think they were eighth-inch strips of wood that are maybe inch and a half, two inches tall, probably two inches tall, and really thin, eighth-inch thin, of all different kinds, dark wood, uh, so, you know, different kinds of oaks and cherry and mahogany and various types of wood, um, like five or six different varieties or something like that, and thin strips, the full length of a full full um, uh, handle for a sheaf and um, for a fork, and then he um, is gluing them together and then will lathe and turn and get the handle just turned into a handle from that hmm. with all the different colors of wood all stained and i think it's going to be amazing that is amazing so i'm excited to see the progress as long as when he's done he puts a three tine on it though that's all i gotta say he puts a two tine i'll burn that thing like a match exactly that actually came up there was another posting which was uh kind of a cool cartoon of this um uh, Johnny Bravo looking guy throwing a flaming sheaf. Oh, yeah. And I pointed out that it was not Fork Talk approved because it only had two tines. <laughs> Who drew that? I don't know, but I liked it. Kind of reminded me of an assay, Todd assay type of thing. It did, yeah. yeah. It absolutely did, yep. Yep. Um, what else? Goon. Oh, Goon. Yeah, I yep. saw it. I saw the movie Goon. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, well, you. Kel Morey was giving me crap and said I needed to see it. Mm-hmm. And he told me to go back to the piss hole. Didn't he? Yes, he did. Oh, my dad, yeah. No. He said, he said Lathrop, go back to the piss hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know the reference. And me not knowing a, a movie reference Pretty odd. is a big deal. It is. It and is. you reminded me that you had told me I should see this movie. Mm-hmm. But yep. I had forgotten. Yep. So, But I was publicly shamed and you didn't, which I appreciate. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the thing about this movie is uh, it's actually it's based loosely on a true story where a guy who has no hockey skills whatsoever, but he can fight, right, uh, gets put into a situation where he becomes a hockey player, but he becomes a goon. Yes. But as he becomes more of a, you know, more enveloped in the game of hockey, right. he decides he kind of likes playing hockey. But the problem is, is he can't play hockey as well as he can beat people up. Right, right. So then he ends up coming face-to-face with the guy who's the older guy who is the oldest goon in the league. Right. And they have kind of a sit-down at like 3 in the morning at some At a coffee shop. Yeah. It's a brilliant scene. And it's a, it really is a beautiful it's a, it's a It's a really good acting scene. Because he's got the Canadian accent on. The guy who plays the, the other goon. The Liv. 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 Uh, we could use a producer for this, but yeah. they're off their Producers. Our, uh, kitchen. Yeah, the the Never staff mind. has left us. He played Wolverine's do- uh, brother. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, the guy he played a Leave Schreiber, 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 or Liev, something like that. Leave Schreiber. That's it. Let's go with That's that. it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's got a Canadian accent. He did a great job. It does he was very convincing. He says, "Hey, hey, I, uh, I guess you're the new me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> and don't don't 
Don't worry. Because if it ever comes down to it, I'll knock you the fuck out. Yeah, it's... Yeah. That's a line from the movie. It is. Yep. If it if it comes down to the marrow, he says, yes. I love that. Yep. If it comes down to you and me, the marrow, I will knock you the fuck out. That's exactly what he says. I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, so Kel and all, I loved the movie. It is no... Uh, I'm sorry. Kel said something like you'll leave Caddyshack in the dust or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or Anchorman. Or Anchorman. Yeah, oh, that was it. He said yeah. He said you'll, he'll think Anchorman's nothing. Okay. I'm sorry, but... It ain't close to Anchorman, but it is a very, very good movie. Right. And I loved the you're sitting in the piss hole <laughs> as his punishment. He goes to the back of the bus. And it, you got to see this, people, because like in the back of this tour bus where they go on their rides to each of the games, in the back of this bus, I've never seen that before, by the way. But it's I've heard of it, you know, putting a funnel in the back of a, of a rig and just peeing out and letting it go on the road. But they literally just had a, like a five-gallon bucket hole. And the guys just stand around it while the bus is moving and pee down the hole. Yep. But no one wants to sit in the back. No. <laughs> so, Stinks back there. I love that one. Yep. So that was, um, so I saw that. And um, hey, thanks to Tim Mullally. Yeah. Yes. And the Buffalo Heavies. Yep. My, my, my buddies, our buddies from New York. Yep. I can't wait to go out there and throw sometime. Yeah, God, that's going to be fun. Those guys are awesome. They gave us those nice patches, the Buffalo Heavies patches. Yes. we got to get uh, them on our kilts so we can take pictures and throw with them. Yep. going to give me probably at least another six inches on any throw. All throws. Oh, yeah. Anytime you bend over, Tim Malali will give you six inches. <laughs> but I almost, I almost choked on my Guinness. That's what she said. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Stop. <laughs> That's bad. That's for you, Tim. Oh, my gosh. Love you, brother. Uh, okay, pop culture and pop current culture, events. Current events, by golly. Teletype's going. I know. It is. Okay, first of all, I got a new lovely fun show. Yeah, you need to tell me about this because I see Have it on the show sheet, it? but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Talk um, to me, Goose. First of all, thanks to Candy Sprinkles, because she saw it, thought I might like it, put it on the old DVR recorder. Yes? Indeed. That's how much I love you, honey. Thank you, Candy Sprinkles. Modern technology at its best. And it is called Brew Dogs. Brew Dogs. Brew Dogs. So this is the story of guys who brew beer, perhaps, or something like that? Is it that is. Yeah. It is two Scottish guys. Okay. Okay. From Scotland. From Scotland, yes. And they are kind of... Scottish. Super freak craft beer renaissance guys in Scotland. They're trying to push uh, craft brewing and like they do, they, they're on record for brewing the most alcoholic beer of all time, like 54% alcohol Holy and some other stuff. And they've uh, brewed beer at the bottom of the channel and in the cold water and all kinds of crazy stuff. Hmm. So they've got this awesome new show. It's on the Esquire channel. Now, hmm. how did I know I had the Esquire channel? I didn't. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> what that is. Uh, it, well, it's a magazine. Yeah. But they've got a branded channel now of oh, some kind. Kind of yeah. like Oprah. It's a men's lifestyle channel. Kind of like we, but for men. Okay, that doesn't make me feel any better. We about is it. a porn like for magazine. Me. Quit moving the microwave microphone away from you. I can hear it moving. Steph, just pull it to you and leave it there. Isn't a we? Isn't we? Isn't that a porn magazine? O u o u i. No, that's o. That's o. Oh, no, wait, that's Oprah. That's Winfrey's. Oprah. That's o, own o w n. 
Is that bitch porn? owns everything? Is that television porn? For women? No. Esquire's television for men. Well, there you go. Hmm. Anyway, they should have named it something else, like uh, Nachos with Meat on It Channel, or interesting, <laughs> something more manlier than the Esquire this Channel. Is cultured men, Jack TV is <laughs> meatheads. Oh, oh, well, I only watch the Rape Channel. You do not. We used to. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. Listen, dear so, Lord. Yeah, I apologize. For you apologize. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to take this fork talk. Don't you dare! So I have in front of me fork talk nation. That's a mini caber, a glorious mini caber. It was made by Kel Mulray. It's carved. It has a fork talk uh, carved into it, and it's got all. It's got flames. The way you're holding it is turning me on. It's got the with Big Daddy and Hoss at the top. It's got all of our names on it. Devil Ann. Would you look at provocatively? Diablo Pitchfork Company. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, Clevenger Sheaves. Run your finger down on the end again. Established. Woo. <laughs> it also could be used as a baton. No, it could be used as a baton. I, I right. am going to use it to crack Big Daddy across the head. When he is being inappropriate, <laughs> I've got actually. Why would two you break things. your poor little mini camera? I've got two things to try and keep you in line. I'm First fair. of all, this the way I hold it distracts you, so you might not <laughs> say anything inappropriate. <laughs> although that lends you to an inappropriate place, I True. appreciate. Yeah. But I can still smack you with it. You can. The other thing I've done is what works with the batteries animals. might fall out. Though. What works with animals sometimes is you you and for technician, you may if you ever have a cat. Or a dog, and you have a laser light. It's really distracting for them because they work on things. So I've got the laser light. Here it is, Big Daddy. Oh yeah, see look it? at that. Hey, you look at that little. I almost caught it. I almost caught it. I almost got it. There it is. Oh man, I just missed it. I got it now. See this? I was either either the giant stick across the noggin, or the pen light, laser light, will distract you enough to keep you out of your bad place. Come here. I got it. I got it that time. Speaking of distracted. <laughs> this is brilliant stuff. If only there was video so they could have seen that. Yeah. We were what? talking about brew dogs. <laughs> brew dogs. My question still is where do the batteries go on that thing? I know. Don't give them ideas. Um, so brew dogs, Big Daddy. Yeah. So two Scottish guys, and they go to... Walk into a bar. One they... has a penguin on his head. <laughs> the other one says, hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it. Sounded like a joke. That does sound like a joke. Yeah. So the um, the the two Scottish guys go to uh, American cities that are known for their microbrew. So the epi- what American city is known for its microbrew? Well, so that for example, they went to San Diego first, which is where San Diego is not known for microbrew. Oh yes, it is. That's where the IPAs, the modern U.S. version of IPA, was pretty much founded and established and really. Oh, that's crap. I don't know where you get your information, but I'm going to tell you right now. And Candy Sprinkles will back me up on this. Microbrews were basically invented in a little place in northern Wisconsin called Chippewa Falls. Lining Kugels. Thank you. Lining Kugels. 1987. Okay, so I'm certain they will get there, all right? Take it easy. Um, You take it easy. (laughs) In the last episode, they were in San Francisco... And I'm sorry, but... Oh, the, well, it was San Francisco known for microbrews? Yes. Uh, no, they're not. They're known for gay people. D- dude. I'm telling you this right now. In, it's a stated fact. In San, San Francisco, the Anchor Steam Brewery, Anchor Brewery, it was has been brewing beer since the late 1800s. The Anchor Brewery. Anchor Brewery. Let me think now. Miller, Pabst, 
Anchor. Never heard of it. Sorry. <laughs> it's a because it's a craft beer. It's not a mass produced. It's not Miller. Well, why would you drink Budweiser. it? Why would you drink it then if it's a crap beer? It's craft. Oh, they beer. crap. It's no small batch, high flavor quality. It's good stuff. No yield. No low yields. alcohol content. No, some of them are high alcohol content. All right. I think you've been drinking. Anyway, it's a great show, and they have a challenge. So what do they do when they go to these uh, microbrewers? Well, they, they go and they tour them, and they talk about the beer that they make and the mm-hmm. history of what they've done and all that and why their particular brand of beer has got a uniqueness to it and this and that. And then they're, they go around, and they try to convince people in the public who have never tried those kind of beers before to appreciate them by smelling them like, and enjoying them kind of like the way people do wine. So and, they're comparing their beer, their beer to these other beers. Well, and they, saying we should drink theirs. No, no, no. They're talking about the people's beer around. They, they, they do. You know, here's the top five breweries in this town, and here's the top five gastro pubs that have like fifty different beers on the wall that you mm-hmm. can try and stuff like that. And then they give themselves a challenge. Like, I want to brew the quintessential IPA type beer that's from uh, San San Diego, and so the it has certain types of hops, it has certain types of this, but then they add their own thing in it, crazy stuff like. Habanero peppers and kelp, you know, a beer? seaweed kelp, yeah, yeah, and they Oof. and they get these different flavors and aromas. It's awesome. Does Robert Irvine ever show up on that show? He probably will they because have a tasty they, burger. because they have a they have a pairing and they put a tasty burger <laughs> with that. What kind of tasty burger would you put with hey, that beer? Robert Irvine will take one of his biceps and smash their faces. He would, yes, because yes. they are very skinny. Anyway, I'm. I love the new channel. It sounds like you're actually. I love the new show. It's I cool. Can, there's a little drool on the corner of your mouth. Okay, so first of all, all of the throwers out there will appreciate it because they love good beer, not crap beer. We like good Scottish ales. You know, I'm pretty sure that every thrower that I know, if you put a beer in front of them, they'll drink it. Yeah, but they like good beer too. Come on, don't do that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you wonder why nobody likes you. The other day, you know, we're sitting there. What? And, uh, Where's my light? Hoss comes up. Where's my light? I, I, I got it this time. This time it's mine. I'm going to smack <laughs> you with this. Give me the, hey, put the mini caber dildo down. Continue. All right, anyway. Continue. I got nothing to say. Oh, hey. Huh? Huh? Okay, just distracted people. <laughs> All right, let's get on with this. <laughs> hey, sad news. What? Bum. Phillips. Oh, the bumster. The bummerooski. Passed. Passed away at the age of 90 yesterday. Yeah? 90 yep. years old. Yep. He was the head coach for the um, Houston Oilers, of course. Uh, then was he still coach when uh, Moon was quarterback? For which team? The Oilers. No, he was not. Okay. He he'd, he'd, he'd he stopped he, coaching at he that He coached point? the Oilers until the early 80s, I want to say 81-ish or so, because then he went to take over the Saints. He coached the uh, New Orleans Saints until 1985, where he then subsequently retired. Um, and then that was it. He retired from football together. Kay. His son, Wade Phillips, uh, worked for him as a coordinator. And now his Wade, Wade Phillips was a head coach for the Buffalo Bills at one time and is now the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. But Bun Phillips was a very colorful guy. He uh, really got the... Uh, his uh, philosophy of coaching was a lot different than most guys of that age where, you know, they were, you know, do as I say, and they screamed at players. And he always thought that he got more out of players just by telling them, hey, this is what I want you to do. Right. You know, he said he said a, a good coach is a coach that can make a bad player average, an average player good, 
and a good player excellent. So that was kind of his philosophy. And, of course, he had some really uh, big names like Earl Campbell, you know, played for him. And, yeah. you know, they were good friends and still were until he passed away. But, uh, yeah, he was a coaching legend, you know. Everybody yeah. liked him. He a real colorful guy. And uh, so the uh, NFL mourns uh, the passing of another great coach. Yeah, rest in peace, Bum Phillips. Indeed. What was his first formal name, do you know? It wasn't Bum. I do know what it is, but I can't you remember. You know, it's like, it's like my grandfather was Lawrence Kirchhoff, but he went by Bud. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there was another passing that was significant to Scottish heritage. Yes? Yeah, the, uh, the Highland Games, of course, lost a... Uh, a big personality in the name of uh, Ross Morrison. Yeah? I I don't think I know much about Ross Mer- Morrison. Well, I know a lot about his obituary because it's right in front of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway. Well, read about it. I don't know much about him. It was if you if you follow Facebook, uh, which most of us do, that's all they know that we're actually on the air. Yeah. Um, Ross Morrison, he was from uh, Harrisburg. Um, of course, I don't know where that... Anyway, is that Virginia? Yeah. Connecticut? Connecticut, I believe. All right. Thank you very much. Anyway, that doesn't matter. He died at the age of 81. Uh, he passed away on October 5th at the University Hospital. He had uh, several years of some uh, declining health. He was born in uh, 1932. Uh, basically, he retired as an owner-operator of Ross Morrison Machinery Company. Uh, he was dedicated to and served the Grandfather Mountain Highland Games for 53 years. Uh, in various capacities. I mean, you know how that is. I mean, with Highland Games, to be part of a Highland Games for 53 years, that's amazing. Yeah, it's you huge. Um, he was a member and elder of the Rocky River Presbyterian Church, an active member in the Charlotte chapter of Robert Burns Society and the Kingdom of Ragnar. He was an Eagle Scout. Kingdom of Ragnar? Yes. Wow. You never heard of that? No. You need to read up then, buddy. What? Um, he was an Eagle Scout. You know about nice. Eagle Scouts. Your Eagle son's, Scout. Your son's working on his Eagle Project. He is, yep. He was a veteran of the Korean War. Uh, cool. His wife of 49 years, uh, Ruth Angelovich Morrison, and sister Reba Florence Morrison preceded him in, in passing. I love that name, Reba. Yeah, kind of like Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had three three children... Or their spouses, uh, Ross, Kinney, McKinnon, Morrison, the third, uh, Jonna, Ritchie, Dale, and Krista Eason, Malcolm of Concord. Hmm. I'm just reading it as a dread. Malcolm I, uh, of Concord. I don't know what the. Heck I think you that should means. have a more um, regal voice when you do that. Malcolm of Concord. The Malcolm of Concord. Ooh, that sounds more... Get to the Jabba! <laughs> hey, easy. We're doing obituary here. Oh, sir. I'm putting on my happy face. Okay. The, for the obituary. Putting on my happy face for obituary. I'm sorry, Mr. Morrison. Uh, anyway, so that was a big thing. I mean, Grandfather Mountain, uh, Big Highland Games. It's one that's on my bucket list. I'm sure if it's on mine. It's on yours, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, it seemed like everybody loved him. A lot of throwers were, um, were sorry to hear about his passing. And um, would you guys do your job? When I hand you something, I expect you to take it from my hand instead of doing whatever you're doing there on Facebook. Right. The talent needs to be catered to. Uh, as much as we pay them. I know. As much as we pay them, you would I'm think. cooking dinner. What? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't get. Anybody, anybody looking for a job? You can't get. Fork, good talk is, fork Talk's hiring. I know. 
But anyway, uh, the passing of a great uh, Highland Games guy, and uh, uh, we'll have a little a little uh, tilt our glass to Ross Morrison tonight. And uh, to here he is to him. There we go Skull. to to Ross. Skull. To Ross. Skull. My empty bottle. Mm. Fill that up. Where's intern Slim Jim? He's uh, he's gone. Okay. So anyway, so that that's uh, that's very sad, but uh, it sounds like he lived a hearty, long life, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure every is, he made his family very proud. Well, and we appreciate all his contributions to our great sport Absolutely. and the Highland Games, and uh, he will be missed for sure. Indeed. All right, is that it for pop culture and current events, Big Daddy? No, we have one more thing. Oh, okay. What is it? Government shutdown. Oh, current events. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Very current. So, you know, as you know, uh, the government uh, shut down for, what, 16 days? Yep. Um, it, you know, some of us are affected more than others. So, you know, I'm affected because I work for the Department of Defense. Uh, yep. It didn't directly affect me because, basically, I, I worked without pay for that period, technically. And then, you know, when they get the budget passed and you get paid. And then they passed the – yeah, well, they passed a bill that you'd get paid. Uh, so we're getting yeah. paid, you know. But the thing is, essentially, we're working for free during that time. Right. And, of course, a lot of people were furloughed. Yep. And, uh, you know, Fort Lewis alone, which is Washington State, uh, you have Joint Base Lewis-McChord, uh, 10,000 uh, workers were furloughed. Wow. Thank you. And the so, base has got, like, at, at any one time, a good 40,000 on it or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that? Not, not to include active duty soldiers as well. You know, and, of course, the soldiers, there was a – they had a passive bill to pay them. Right when it first came out, because they were they were like, well, we're not going to pay our active duty. Well, right, that, you know, you got guys, you know, overseas who basically are still shooting bullets, right, and they weren't going to get paid. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, so crazy. We live in uh, interesting times. You know, this happened one other time in 1996 under the Clinton administration, and now, of course, we're under the Obama administration. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's just one of those things, and hopefully. Uh, they can get their heads out of their butts and, and get a budget, but I doubt it. I think in January, when they're supposed to have one, uh, we'll be right back in the same ballpark. Yeah, they'll be back arguing the same things. So hopefully they will be able to uh, grab a pair and argue about the things that they're really supposed to be arguing about. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So uh, to all my fellow government service employees and active duty members in the Highland Games, keep your chins up. Yep. You know, we'll get through this together, as always. And uh, Yep. And we'll keep plugging along. Yep. Hopefully get back on your feet quick. Yep. And we'll see you out there. Roger that. All right. That is the end of Pop Culture and Current Events, Big Daddy. Indeed it is. We out. Next segment. Or the Scottish version. That sounds like some kind of is that is that the call of the haggis? Is that how you call them in before you shoot them? I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's called the Jay O'Neill fake bagpipe. Big, Big Daddy, segment of one. Uno. Uno.
as they say in Mexico. Yes. Um, what Olympic sport could be replaced for the Highland Games? <laughs> I love this bet. There are many of them. Yes. Well, previously in Episode 7, we introduced this type of segment, <laughs> and we decided that synchronized diving needed to go. Which is interesting because when we were talking about this tonight, yeah. I said, hey, how about synchronized diving? You said, hey, yeah. we did that one already. Yeah, good idea. We That's did how that. stupid it is. Yeah, we did it twice. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, curling, which... Yeah. Which we both I decided sucked and disa- should not be in the Olympics. No, I disagreed with you. I thought curling is an amazing sport and should not be removed. Oh, so you haven't you haven't you haven't uh, revived from your concussion? No, and despite many Fork Talk Nation people coming up to me at games and saying, um, "I'm sorry, but Big Daddy's right. Curling sucks." You know what I'm saying, um, I've got plenty of faithful uh, curling. How many? Well, there's throngs <laughs> of them. They're just afraid to come out <laughs> because they might get, you know bludgeoned in social media world. Yeah, probably because they're dumbasses. Anyway, go ahead. So, first of all, Big Daddy. Yes, Hoss. What is your sport that you would like to get removed and replaced with Highland Games? Of course, probably the premier sport in that event would be Chief. Well, uh, when I say when I when I say I'm going to remove this sport, I'm doing Hand quotes, okay? Quote right? sports. Because essentially, it's not really a sport, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Don't do drugs, okay? Uh-huh. Drugs are bad, okay? Uh-huh. Anywho, uh, rhythmic gymnastics. Oh. Have you ever seen this stuff? Good one. It's ridiculous. So the, the only time I ever enjoyed watching rhythmic gymnastics. You enjoyed watching it? Yes. Is this going to be like curling? Are we going to fight about this? No, no. I agree with you. But the only time I ever enjoyed watching it yeah. was when Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Ferrell did it in Old School, the movie Old School. Right, right, right. right. At the end. Yeah, there's a big difference between Will Smith good. and Will Ferrell, too. True. You need to have another drink. That's true. When, they both have an afro, though. Good point. Yes, nice quaff of hair. <laughs> uh, rhythmic gymnastics. So basically, you know, my, my understanding of the concept is, um, they're doing some somewhat of a floor exercise, okay? Mm-hmm. And in that floor exercise, they incorporate some streamers, streamers of yes. various colors on a and, short stick and length. They exactly. Also have balls and hoops. That's true. You know, I forgot about that. Good. I don't good think job, any Andy. of the males contributing to that have balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a female-only sport. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Well, okay, it is good enough. Anyway, like like Candy said, yeah, and they use balls, you know, where they'll hold a ball and they'll dance mm. around, and then mm. they have a hula hoop, mm. and they skip through that thing, and then they have their little banners and their mm. little things. That's not a sport, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that's they call called, that? That's called gay pride. No. What? Yeah, you ever been in the gay pride parade? No. That's exactly what happens. That well, That's true. I've seen The last two times prides. I've walked in the gay pride parade, that's what I've seen. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I wore my upside down pink triangle and everything. Yeah, in the bear club. Yeah, yeah, they like me there. Um, so I, I I'm with you. I think you know, four year old, five year old girls playing hopscotch on the side of the of the sidewalk do more than the rhythmic gymnastics people do. You an expert on uh, four and five year old girls doing hopscotch? Uh, what? <laughs> Stop! Uh, no, I'm not. Thank you very much. Next Just topic. Checking. Next segment. <laughs> okay. Well, so rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. Bye bye, Chief. Hello. Hello. Right. That's easy. I mean, the Olympic Committee could just like that. 
They could just wave their hands and it'd be done. But you're talking about the same Olympic committee that tried to get rid of uh, wrestling, the mm. oldest Olympic sport. True. Which they reversed. Which they reversed. They needed to because they were going to have a Only because the fight. entire world went, what are you, high? The only thing dumber is when in 1980, our president at the time, Carter, who's a Democrat, by the way, uh, decided that we weren't going to go to the Olympics because, uh, uh, because Russia was in Afghanistan. That's right. Where are we now, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Where have we been for the past ten years? Mm. Mm. How have how have the the fortunes reversed? You know what I've always said. I'm digressing a little bit, yes. but you know we never digress on this show. No, we don't. We're always right on topic. We're always on topic, but because everything that comes out of our mouths is podcast gold. gold. I'm a big fan of some of these documentaries that have come out recently. One of them is Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Okay. Yes. You've seen that one. Yes. Uh, Chris Bell is the guy who did it. He's a genius, actually. And um, I've always thought that we should that they should do a, sh- a film on the 1980s athletes who got ready for those Olympics because they spent four years getting ready for. Oh, them. that would be very interesting. And some of them have spent more than that because you know they may have may have not sure. made the 76 Olympics and then they got better and then you know yeah. made the 80. Right. Well, they make the lady Olympic team and guess what? They're not going right. Right. How bad? How much would that suck? Because yes. you know those athletes, that's their life. That's what they do. They don't work. You know, that's all they can do. Well, they, I mean, American athletes have to work. But, you know, they don't they do the menial jobs so that they can just train, 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 and train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these poor guys couldn't oh, do yeah. Olympics. You know, yeah, I've always yeah. wanted to see that. I thought there would be a good chop on it, you know. so That would be good. Yeah, if anyone's listening out there and they know someone who wants to do a, a documentary and you want to give me uh, half the profits, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. we got to talk to our people. Yeah. Our people have your people call our people. We'll do lunch, babe, and we'll do lunch. Yeah, yeah. So let's go on to your uh, your choice for well, uh, sporting events. So I had a problem picking. Why? Because there's two that I think would be good to remove. Maybe you can help me decide which one I'm going to go after. Okay. Okay. The first was sailing. <laughs> okay. Now, hold on a second. Wait a minute. I almost choked on my drink. Sailing is in the Olympics? Sailing, yes. What kind of boats do they use? The little tiny dinghies or what? There's like multiple categories. There's various categories <laughs> of different size They got size heavyweight and lightweight boats. sailing boats? Different size boats. boats. So, wow. So here's the deal. So who gets the gold medal? The captain? No, they get they, uh, everybody who's on the boat, I guess. So even the guy, that, guy uh, the guy that steers the little rudder, he gets a... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So my my thought on this is... Although sailing's cool and like the like the the uh, what do they call the not the World Cup the America's the America's, America's Cup, Cup yeah I that's mean, pretty that, cool I mean I've that's cool that. stuff yeah, right that's cool. those are really high tech multi multi million dollar boats and a big crew of like twenty guys and they are trying to figure out how that bastard oh. goes as fast as a hostage. and those crews can. are athletic don't get me wrong oh yeah yeah those guys are athletic they're working hard right but there's something about most of the Olympic sports have something to do personally with the physical prowess of the individual not a implement necessarily such as the boat itself yeah and I, there's something about the fact that you're you know although you have to be fit for the boat you have to just you, you know the boat is a big part of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with this one that's why i'm kind of on the yeah, fence with it because I, I know that the some of them are athletic but i don't know you make a good point and I would have to I would have to defer to rowing, okay? Oh uh, yeah, see that. See rowing, I you're like actually rowing. rowing. 
I mean, they're actually exerting themselves, and it's a tough sport. Those guys are tough, That's and they're right. tall. Remember we met those guys in oh, the airport? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like six, and... six and, uh, and taller. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. those guys, so now you got that, that kind of boating where they're actually physically exerting themselves. you got sailing where they're kind of counting on the wind. Yeah. Right? I mean, so it's a tactical thing. Yeah. It's like playing chess and yeah. all that, well, the way they do it. you got to figure out which sail to use. Catching you know, the wind and all that. We're going to use a spinnaker versus a jib. But there's something, I don't know about that. Well done. Well, you're an old Navy guy. You should know these things. I have a salt. Yeah. So here's my, my other one, though. You're my pepper. Who? Am I the pepper to your salt? You're the pepper to my salt. Oh! Yeah. God, I've always wanted to be the pepper you're to the someone's Johnny's salt. You're the Johnny's to my seasoning. Ooh! Anywho. The bromance continues. Am I the am I the Heinz to your fifty seven? Yes, indeed. You're the cats <laughs> to my sup. You're the must <laughs> to my third. <laughs> I love it. Put some relish on that hot dog, baby. Let's go. Okay, so the second one is badminton. Chinese guys and girls. Wait a minute. Why did oh, you just go oh, to Chinese guys? Probably racist. Probably hey, hey, racist. This time it ain't me, folks. Because pretty much the Asians always win the badminton. The Asians? Tennis, Olympic gold. Wow. The Dear Chinese Society of the dear, Badminton Court. Dear, dear, Asia, <laughs> dear, dear Asia Pacific region and the, I don't know, maybe 50 different cultural countries that yeah. make it up um We'd we're like sorry for apologize. candy sprinkles uh, <laughs> lumping you all into asian at least she didn't say oriental it's interesting though okay. that, you know you make a good point there stephanie because the thing is is when they do, you know, these guys are Asian, which means they got kind of skinny little eyes. I mean, how do they see that? Oh, for God's sake! See what after. you did, Steph. Stop! Here, where's the light? Hey, hey, there it is. I see it. I see it. I got it. I got it this time. There Go it is. The there it is. For crying out loud! <laughs> so, badminton. I don't know. I mean, well, first of all, it's I a long a, game. I'm a big proponent of any game that has the word shuttlecock in it. Oh, that's what they call that, eh? <laughs> yes, shuttle they cock. do. Shuttlecock. Shuttlecock. A cock of shuttle? Shuttle cock. Hey, let's... uh, Hey, Jim Walker, uh, cover your daughter's ears, please. Yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah, why did... Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Audrey, earmuffs. That's true. By the way, shout out to Audrey. Audrey, we still love you, little lady. Yeah, we do. I can't believe he lets her listen to us. We're pathetic. Yeah, that's okay. Hopefully she will see... She's got to learn the good and the bad. Hopefully she'll see beyond our selfish human terrible nature i hope so too yeah <laughs> it's a figure of speech I'm not, uh, yeah it's let's, a, let's skip on it's a figure uh, of speech. yeah so you're right badminton she will hear beyond our badminton craziness. not good not good but which one's worse badminton or sailing what about table tennis because that's still an, an olympic sport. that's untouchable brett doesn't like that he, he wants to keep that out of the what did you say what? I didn't say table tennis. Who brought up table tennis? Me. How dare you? Sit down. Oh, wait. You're already sitting down. <laughs> Turn off her mic. I have control of the mic. You're mics, the goddamn the mic guy. Um, badminton. I, I'll go with badminton. No. Dang it. Can't you know, they're, so, they're both so... They're both so... Okay. Let's, let, me, let me ask you this. If, if we want to talk about badminton, then you have to talk about lawn jarts. Okay? It's so not an Olympic sport, Is though. lawn jarts an Olympic sport? It's not. Then but badminton should shouldn't be either. Either should be All lawn sports should be not. Well, but volleyball is, and I like volleyball. What about croquet? 
It's not an Olympic sport. There you go. Bye-bye, badminton. Okay. Badminton is my choice then. Okay. Sailing, you got off lucky. Yeah. The only reason you got off is because we like the America's Cup because those guys are badasses. But other than that, you guys can all That's suck true. it. They're like the minor leagues of the America Cup. Roger that. All right. So um, we've got rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics and badminton. Which was unanimous, out. by the way. That was unanimous hate. A- yeah. a- exactly. And we will replace it with the Highland Games. Indeed. Specifically, the in fact, I can you imagine this? So, Highland Games, first time it's in the Olympics. Opening ceremonies, yeah? And they do those amazing, cool things, right, in the middle of this big stadium, right? Speaking there, of China, they did a really cool one back in there. Wait a minute. And at the end, wait a minute. And at the end of the opening ceremonies, there's a big to-do to light what? The sheaf. No. 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 The torch. The torch. Right. Right. And so here's what would happen. The guy runs in with the torch that's gone all the way around the world. Mm -hmm. He brings it up to a guy who's standing on a platform who is 30 feet below the top of the torch, torch, the big giant super torch. Right. And the torch guy runner lights the sheaf. And the sheaf thrower, foo, oh, flaming man. sheaf up into the bowl <laughs> and lights it on fire. And the opening of the 2036, oh, my God, that would be awesome. Sponsored by Clevenger. Oh, my God. That's right. Are you hearing me, Fort Talk Nation? Yeah. Did you not just get a little tear in your eye I thinking actually, about that? I would like to be that guy. I'll tell you why. Because oh I, would, I would light my cigar with the torch. And then I would throw the sheaf up into the thing. I think we should recreate this. Um, Excuse me, but if you're going to speak, you need to speak into the microphone. I think we should. We have a problem with Highland Games in the Olympics, though. Who does? Who does? I'm turning you off. Shut off that microphone. I'm I'm turning you off right now. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? That's the reason for our our whole spot. This is your, your. Because all Olympic athletes wear a uniform of their country. That's the easiest part. What? Have you not been to an international competition? That's the easy part. We all wear kilts. No. That's it. Okay, at the World Masters Championships, Championships, for example. Which actually we attended two years ago. um, And they bring in the flags of each of the guys. Pretty much. And if you wanted to, all guys would have whatever kilt or tartan they want to wear, which is their throwing kilt. But they would wear a shirt that says U.S., Canada, yeah. pictures, yeah. Pretty much. blue, blue, blah, blah. It would basically be the top part of the Good. track outfit. Started. I didn't know that. Oh. It would be the track and field outfit, Thank but you, they'd wear Candy. kilts. You, know you, what? Were, you really worried me, Candy. I didn't know where the hell she was going I was, with that. I was about ready to fire her on spot. She's lucky. All right. That's the end of that segment. Next segment. Next segmento. Let's talk about your reviews uh, a little bit. Regarding intravenous de Milo, this tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. Well, that's, that's nitpicking, isn't it? The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, Shit Sandwich. Tell me when I need to come along, 
sex bomb. I'm a sex bomb. Turn me on. Oh, I'll turn you on, baby. Turn me on, turn me on. I love this song, me by too. the way. Me too, my favorite. What's wrong, you gonna do you no harm. This bomb's for loving, and you can shoot it far. Boom! <laughs> Come and help me ignite. Stick love it up your keister later tonight. <laughs> sex bomb, sex bomb. <laughs> okay, that's not the words. That's not? No, it's not. I always get the words screwed up. It's my bad. Hey, next segment, segment two. Yes, it is. It's the Rogers Saunders. Thanks for stealing the thunder there. Oh, I'm sorry. Good job. I was going to say Roger Waters, but that's uh, some other. This is a, this is an ode to why we have a new Fork Talk historian. That's right. Our new historian. Our His new name historian, is... a new member, member of the staff, Roger Saunders. That's right. We've talked about the Saunders brothers before. Yep. They're friends of ours. A lot of people don't realize that Roger is a super closet historian he gets on the books to find the info wow i love him and he has put together i thought he was just a big tough looking bald guy well this is, he's that too he's a very <laughs> good thrower so here's the deal so for tuck nation those who don't know the games or those that do we of course love Sheaf. and this this show is dedicated to the one sport it of all within the Highland Games, we love them all, but right. this one we love extra special. <laughs> yeah? Yes, we do. And I like yet, the way you say special. And yet, <laughs> when we are excited about sheep, um, often Which is we, all the time. We often get people who say, well, you know, yeah. it's not a historical, accurate, you know, me- part of the Highland Games. It's not a traditional not event. Not a traditional event. They don't, I'm they not don't, sure. They don't I'm, throw the Chief I'm not Scotland. sure it should be that way. You know, there's eight events, there shouldn't be nine, and Ex- Chief goes forever, and blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And, of course, we don't like that. No. And, and to you people, we say... You're dead to us. We fart in your general direction. <laughs> we fart in your general direction. And, and you're dead to us. Um, but... What is awesome about Roger, what Roger has done, and well, let me just let me just read it. I, th- this yeah. is so good; it's got to be read, and we're going to comment on it. This is gold here. Okay, so first of all, Roger sends me a note a while ago, and here's what it says. Okay, guys, here is a short historical and scholarly defense of the inclusion of the sheath as the legitimate historical and traditional part of every Highland Games competition. Known to man. Are you how listening, li- Steve Conway? How do you like that for the first sentence? Yeah. Okay? The Last Sheaf, it's called. I <laughs> named it, yes. A treatise on the ancient sheaf history, lore, rituals, and contests in Scotland, and a defense of the inclusion of the greatest sport in the history of the world in all Highland Games contests. Sheaf! I love Roger already. I'm I do getting too. all over Clemp. Just read this. Well, I'm getting a little bit weird. Okay, sheaf history in the Highlands and islands of what we now know as Scotland is varied. Reeks with superstition and even ghostly appearances, Don't as well as ancient sporting contests. Its tradition is tied closely to the harvest time, when there was a considerable race in time to bring the harvest in to be ready for the long winter months. As everyone in Scottish history, there is a considerable amount of pick, tick, and druidic cultural influences in the customs concerning the sheaf. 
In the same manner, there is a considerable amount of evidence as to the place that the sheep takes in Alba's athletic history and tradition as well. Right there, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Huh? Right there. Here, in short, is a brief history of some of those traditions and contests. There were two cultural influences that contributed to the significance of the last sheaf in its harvest. One was more of an ethereal belief that the last sheaf harvested was believed to contain the corn spirit that would ensure a good harvest for the next year. And that's true. I know that to be a fact. The second, and typically paradoxical, as Scots have always been, was the race to not be the one who was slow that they were the last one to harvest the last sheaf of grain. Look at that. So they turned it into a contest. Because of this, it could be considered a grand privilege to be the one who was entrusted with the corn spirit, or it could be a monumental disgrace to be the last lazy harvester to finish your work. Oh, that would suck. These customs were practiced throughout the great land of Scotland. Even in the short study, we will be drawing on accounts from Aberdeenshire, Glathness, Lochaber, Ulster, which is Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland, yes, Orkneys, uh, Gersay, Westray, and the West Islands, um, Ayrshire, Dumfrieshire, Edinburgh, Roslyn, Stonehaven, Fifeshire, Kinross, Perth, Forfar, and more, many, many more. Ringo, John, Including Paul. those northern areas of England that were heavily influenced by their fierce northern neighbors. And we all know who that is, don't we? Fork Talk Nation, you, you understand what I'm I'm throwing down here? This see where is, we're going with this? This is insane poetry that Rogers put together. I feel like we're in court. Many times, the last sheaf harvest was fashioned into the shape of a woman. Oh. Depending on its time of harvest, from the early to late, it could be called the corn maiden or the old woman. Or the in, old hag. In any case, if it is, if its existence was attributed to spiritual qualities, it was generally saved until at least Christmas or Hogmany, and then fed to assorted choices of livestock to help ensure a good harvest for the next year. Hmm. Nice. The sheaf, in quote is carried home with tumultuous rejoicing and after being suitably decorated is hung up in the barn where dancing usually takes place. After supper, which is served in the barn ballroom and before dancing begins, one of the company, generally the oldest man present, fills himself a glass of whiskey. I want to be that guy. Which he drinks. Yep. After he has turned his face to the suspended sheaf and said... Here's to the maiden. Yes. The company follow his example, each in turn drinking to the maiden, guess a.k.a. What, hey, the sheaf. Guess what we're doing every Highland Games? We are drinking to the sheaf. We're taking the damn sheaf to the damn beer garden, and we're drinking, and we're drinking to the damn we're maiden. We're drinking to the maiden. Indeed. In fact, I'm going to have a drink right now. Oh. To the maiden. Ah, to the maiden. I'm drinking a little Guinness. Ooh. Yeah, I'm drinking. It, if, else. however, the thinking prevailed... That it was not good to be the last to have harvested the last sheaf, then another set of conditions occur, which has led to the more athletic forms of last sheaf celebration that have continued from ancient times until now. Here we go. This is where it happens. This is where it all begins. And Fork Talk Nation, that is just part one of a two-part series on this treatise on why sheaf is a traditional part of 
Celtic heritage and should be and always has been mm-hmm. a part of the traditional Scottish athletics. And you better be sitting on the edge of your seats, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to tell you right now, when we come back to the next episode. Holy cow. We're going to finish this We're going to blow your socks off. We're going to finish this up. And you better make sure if you know Steve Conway... And I know you people know Steve Conway. Now, don't give Steve you too much make credit. sure you, you make sure he's listening. <laughs> he's got the keys to something we love, brother. I know he does, but you know what? Those keys are going to turn. <laughs> Over time. Yes, indeed. He's going to turn them to turn on ignition to get Chief in Pleasanton. Now, you don't just become the historian of Fort Tuck Nation. One does not Easily. just become. One does not just get. <laughs> one does not just sign up for Pleasanton. No. <laughs> one does not just... Become right. the historian, Become historian for Fork of Talk. Fork Talk. No. So, um, Roger Sor- uh, sources. Of course, his paper has sources stating everywhere he verified various information. This is more of a doctrine. It pretty much. So, his sources are the Sir James George Fraser, eighteen fifty four to nineteen forty four forty one, called the Golden the Golden Bough. Uh, Religion and Myth by James MacDonald, 1883. Orkney's Harvest Lore at com. Gentleman's Magazine, Volume 301, Part 2, 1906. Look at that. Carmichael Watson Project, the Carmichael Watson Blogspot.com. The 1911 Classic Encyclopedia at the 1911encyclopedia.org forward slash harvest. And Fork-Lore Journal. Volume 7, Notes on Harvest Customs. Not to be confused with the Fork-Talk Harvest Journal. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I'm sorry, but that's good stuff. That is good stuff. That's the segment. Eat eat that, Sir Figgy Newton. Yeah, shove it, Figgy. (laughs) I appreciate it, but I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Besides, I got a big day tomorrow. But, but you guys have a great time. A big day? Doing what? Well, um, actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're uh, we're gonna go to Home Depot. Yeah, buy some wallpaper. Maybe get some flooring. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. You know You know what? You know what? Give me that thing. I'll do one. I'll do one. We're gonna do one. Do one. Do one. Do one. Do one. Do you, baby? Oh! That's a talented man, buddy. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when you're out having a fun with anyone, I think that's the words. Make sure you're wearing a condom with everyone. <laughs> it's not unusual. It happens every day. Uh, 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 no matter what you say. You're going to hey. get her pays if you don't wear your condom. Hey, our final segment, Big Daddy. Indeed. And you know what? Segment three. We're going to go We're gonna go um, off the cuff. We're going to go spontaneous. We are. We have someone in the room you know, that we should talk to. Can we talk about something before we go today? We could. Someone's been driving me crazy. I'm sorry. What is that? I know you don't like it when I digress. But you do it anyway. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Continue. 
I want to say, I want to have, let's have a little talk about drama. Drama. You know? As in? Let's talk about drama in the workplace. Okay. Drama in the workplace. I want to, I'm bringing it up because I just had some recent drama in my workplace. You know, I work in a clinic, you know? Yes. And we expect there to be drama in a clinic. It's a medical a clinic. Yeah, yes. you know. Not yeah. a veterinarian. You know, much drama there. You know, dogs right. poop on the floor or some dummy cleans it up, you're done. You know? Right. But here, you know, in, in a clinic, you know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of personalities. You know, you got a lot of strong personalities. You got a lot of type A personalities, you know? Yep. Um, and then where you work, you know, you work in a big, you know, see, so you, 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 you work from home, but I mean, if you go to one of your, you know, you always, with all the people that are the multi, how many people you got in your company? thousands of people in your company yeah we have a thousand people in our company yeah with all those people you know you're going to have some drama this guy is not turning his yep. weight this guy's not doing that right occasionally yep i got to thinking about it <clears throat> as i was driving home today yep i was seeing these guys and they were uh washing a house okay okay three guys three right i'm not going to talk about their ethnicity because i know it always gets me in trouble here it does yes um, they weren't but, outside of a Home Depot. No, they weren't. Okay. They were working. So okay. somebody picked them up and took them to the house <laughs> to wash it. Stop. <laughs> See? There you go. So, no, but, no, I could tell this was a little organized company. Okay. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like that one, yeah? Yeah, I do. I know you do. I do. Um, put your hand above the table. So the deal is, is I'm going to double digress on you. I think there's some vets, you know, who would say there's plenty of drama when people are coming in with their pets because they're yeah, a little bit crazy. You're probably right. What about staff drama? Do they have a lot of staff? Oh, drama? staff drama. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to ask him. Okay, but continue. I'm, I'm thinking, and we, you know, we got Max here too. Max can attest to this because you know he he owns a, a big company, mattress ranch. You know, they've got a lot of employees. True, on there. true. So I'm watching these three guys, and they're washing a house, right? They got a power washer. They got a guy with a mop, and they got a guy with a thing and a bucket. And, Mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, even in a small company like this, you know, all they do is wash houses for a living. They have some kind of drama. They got to have some kind of drama in there. You know, if you, if you work for a big company like you do or a, a big hospital like I do, you know, or a, an entrepreneur like our good buddy Max here, you know, you got drama. And even in a little setting where you got these three guys, you know, one guy is going to be like, hey. It's my turn to use the power washer today. No, it was yours yesterday. No, you're supposed to fill up the bucket. No, I filled up the bucket yesterday. You're supposed to use the sponge. Okay. You know, it's so stupid. Drama's everywhere, brother. It's true. That's all I got to say about that. The one of the great <laughs> one of the great maxims that I have ever been told is by my father-in-law and it is the key to happiness, avoiding aggravation. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And drama creates aggravation. You do it quite well. And I try to avoid that. You do it quite well. Well, thank you. So anyway, now, now we got that off of our chest. Now, what does is, what is creating drama have to do with asking Max to join us at the microphone? Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. You know, and this is, this is, Max, have a seat. This is our My segue. Brother. Our segue. Funny we should discuss vets. Stick the microphone now, in your mouth. this microphone, Max, it needs to be right up there. So you can actually take it off the, the thing if you want and hold it right up to your your beautiful maxi lips there. <laughs> yep. And let's let's make sure he's got lots of volume. Are you hearing him through your headset? Mic check, one, two, three. You can hear him a little bit, yeah. Okay. The rain in Spain falls mainly on a rock. Cause we got it. We can hear them. Because I hear okay, them. So my vet but you, you want to project good so we hear you. Okay. My vet story and drama. Yes. It's a good deep voice. my dog groomed one day. Groomed. Groomed. Dropped him off in the morning. 
Okay. Get this haircut, wash on, all that kind of fun stuff. I come back, and the ladies that work at the veterinarian place are screaming at one another, <laughs> literally <laughs> screaming, top of their lungs, back and forth. Uh, I don't remember what crap it was. Something completely inane, I'm sure. Was it in dog. Spanish? No, it was in English. Hmm. Yes. They were young. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up my dog and I leave without paying. Nice. nice. So Score, baby. Drama of course, only drama half the dog play. was clipped. <laughs> drama complete. Max, welcome to Fork Talk. Thank you very much. This has been a lifelong dream of mine. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't set his sights very high, does he? Well, he, he he's a, he's, you know what? He considers me a friend, so there you go. Well, yes, this yeah, is true. I this have low true. expectations. Well, Max is quite getting quite famous, actually, himself, because he's a part of the extended show to a certain extent. Our major sponsor, yes? Yeah, he's the only one that we ever mentioned. We mention every week. That's true. That's true. So, uh, owner of Mattress Ranch www.mattressranch.com. That's one word, ladies and gentlemen. Ten for locations, Alaska and Washington. <laughs> for all yeah. your mattress needs. Convenient. That's right. For all your Betty Bye sleepy needs. That's right. Welcome. Um, so, how goes it? It goes very well, thank you very much. You know, for a business entrepreneur, Max actually is not your everyday looking kind of entrepreneur. That would be true. In fact, the first time I met him, he had a mohawk. Did, really? So he doesn't keep a mohawk now. He has his hair very tight. It's gone a bit thin in the years. Is that it? You can't really tell because you keep it nice and tight. So we're good there. But he he has uh, earrings, gauges really, small gauges. Not zero gauge, as it were. Oh, is that what that is? A zero gauge? Just large enough for a cigarette or pencil. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Don't ask me how I know, but I I was an angry young man. And are you going to, like, get those bigger or is that as big as they're going to get? No, that is as big as they will get and as small as they will get. Okay, gotcha. Well, I'm happy for that, actually. I'm not a super fan of the big, giant gauges. Jay wanted to do that. Big Daddy wanted to do that. Mm. Except it was the lip one, you know, where they stretch out the lip. Uh, the I can't think of a clever sexual African, practice with that. But no. with African gauges. It's not true. Well, He's he, lying. He wanted to flip the lip around a certain object that was you know i don't know what kind of mouth. weird fantasies you have Hoss, but don't stick me in your little dirty world anyway I'm, I'm just happy to see that he did get the septum piercing because that's amusing <laughs> this could be ouch ouch but he's got some serious tribal tattoos max does yeah yes the tribe of honky <laughs> I did not know about that tribe. Yes, we're, yeah. we're quite pale-skinned. <laughs> yes, interesting. Uh, you might even say white. You could. You could. Caucasian, perhaps. <laughs> yep. We come from the northern hemisphere in general. Yep. A derogatory term would be a cracker. A cracker. Caucasian American. <laughs> Blue-eyed white devil. True. <laughs> Round eye, if you're in Asia. <laughs> what? what? When? 1945? Gringo. <laughs> Gringo, if you're in Mexico. Oh, my goodness. Very good. Or standing there in front of Home Depot. We stop? Those guys would call you a gringo, Stop. Too. Where's the you know, light? I, Get the light. Get the light. I have to say there that is. There is. I've actually light. had the best luck with Guatemalans. Really? Some hard-working SOBs. Guys that will work 
from morning till night, not complain. All right. Not uh, give you any lip, not do anything other than do their jobs to the best of their possible ability. So, and they make some kick-ass salsa. I like those guys in front of Home Depot. Very nice. <laughs> so, how's the uh, how's the business over of sleep time? Sleep time business is good. Yes, yes, good. It's better now that the uh, government has gone back on track. If this is coming out in timely fashion. Oh, really? Did you see a slowdown because we of that? We talked about that did. in pop culture current events. Yeah. The the. Oh, stupidness of the DC uh, world. Yes, yes, but that did affect us. Did it really? So I noticed a uh, a distinct decrease in business, and now it's starting to come back a little bit. All right. Very who, nice. who of your clientele are the ones that uh, were affected that uh, slowed down your business? Mostly the military. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in Bremerton, Silverdale, over there in Kitsap County, and that's a large uh, military area. Yeah. Uh, as well as over here in Lacey and Lakewood, that we're right near right. JBLM. So. If a lot of guys aren't getting paychecks, they're not going to go out and buy anything. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Very good. And um, Max is also the new owner of a lovely, shiny, silver... Suppository on wheels. Shiny, silver, large, phallic thing that you pull behind your car. just hearing about it. What could that be? It's a 2012 Airstream Flying Cloud. Ooh. Let me tell you about... Are you going to take that to Highland Games? Absolutely. Oh, my Why goodness. would I not? So, no more... No That's more. the dumbest question you've ever asked. Hey, I just wanted to ask it maybe just for vacations with Yvonne. The Highland Games are vacations, dummy. I'm going to paint that sucker up with a Scottish flag. Are you really? No. No. <laughs> you can't paint aluminum, dude. It's really hard. you got to put a sticker on it. Really? Drive it by Home Depot and see if it doesn't get tagged. <laughs> oh, real cool. Nice. I don't care. Um, so Label me. You know, it's my people that do the most of the tagging. <laughs> well, right. One of my former son-in-laws actually got arrested for tagging. Well, there you and go. And he was as Caucasian as the day is long. Well, there you go. That's why I got arrested. They oh. saw him. He was probably doing it during the daytime. Oh, my God. This is really bad. I've got no retort for that. That's really bad. Because it's true. He got caught. So, so, yeah. so instead of the, so instead of the kind of crappy two twin full beds that we get high in, uh, on oh, the like game the Motel snap, Six, the Motel yeah. Six, and most because you know, funny, we should actually pull the uh, the throwing community around the country, but. In all of the games, at least we do on the on, in the Pacific Northwest, there's not a lot of really nice hotels at there's, in the towns where we throw. Victoria, yes, yeah, yeah, but okay. As many games as we do in a season, especially here in the Northwest, unfamiliar with the rest of the country, but around here, right? You want to stay at a nice hotel, absolutely. But at the end of the season, you've spent some coin on some yeah. hotels. True, rooms. that's true. So you are trying to keep it down to a minimum, you know. In exactly. As so low there's as you a can. fine line for that's comfort true. and cleanliness. Well, now you've price. just got a super five star deluxe hotel on wheels. I've got a vacation home on wheels. The yeah. only problem with this is, have you seen the people that are camping at the Highland Games? <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> Can you hear my face falling right now? <laughs> Let me tell you, you talk about me and you're going to go there? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm saying it's an interesting crowd that are camping at the Highland Games. Let me ask you this. Are you going to say it's like a Walmart parking lot? No, no, no. It's not like that. It's just that I'm not sure 
they're the, I'm not sure. You, well, one, you don't know them, so you're kind of forced into kind of semi socializing with a bunch of other drunken Celtic Scottish Actually, now people. Now I'm nervous about more of the ones that I know. <laughs> showing up yeah. well I'm worried about Big Daddy because he's going to just assume he's going to crash in that in that airstream every time you're there without Yvonne I'm allergic to big silver suppository looking things <laughs> you are I'd say don't place that anywhere near your rectum <laughs> right it's it's bald like you bald and beautiful shiny say that again it's a heap of awesome it's very good. How many feet is it? 30. Woo, 30 is no shabby. My lovely wife, who I cannot sing the praises of enough. Yes. What's her name again? Yvonne Sadler. Mm. Yvonne Sadler. A very good She is marathon an awesome runner. lady. I know her. She's awesome. She plays golf. Great golf. She golfer. put this into perspective. Mm. The kind yeah. of people we are, we're going to buy the inexpensive little one. And we're going to keep it for three or four years and then decide that it's not big enough. Right. And then we're going to sell it for nothing because it's not worth anything. Yeah. And we're going to buy another one that's a little bit bigger, keep it for another three or four years, and then sell it for nothing because it's not worth nothing. And then we're going to buy the Airstream. Gotcha. We skipped the interim steps. steps, Interim steps, yes. Take another sip. Interim steps, people. Yeah. (sighs) Better. And went right to the end. And with only 15 years of payments... At four hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. <laughs> hey, that's it's a better than, that's better than lending a loan shark. It's it's true. But and they, they interest is tax deductible. They took the same approach that my wife did when she found me. You know, basically, uh, she's been married <laughs> twice before and went from little to a little bigger to the big awesome the big daddy. You know, she took that tack, you know, so thank God she you know, she did that. It's, yes, good for you. So I have, a, I have a lot in common with your uh, rectal RV. Uh, yes. <laughs> and you know what? Good for Angie as well. Because Big Daddy here, I don't you know, I don't really care what everybody says. He's all right. Yeah, he really is. It, so the, I don't think there. Are, I don't think the trailer has a nickname yet, but it's just become the <laughs> rectal RV. Nice, nice. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm good at giving nicknames. The so. silver rectum. <laughs> what we're going to call it. Damn near killed him. Really cool. <laughs> you know, they, go there? Oh, they, they call that probe, you know, the silver bullet. You know, when they do the stick that rectal it probe It is a probe, you know? yes. So we can call, we can call it the silver bullet. You can, only, only we would know the difference, right? That's true. You could call it the silver bullet in, in mixed company and yeah. then just call it the probe. <laughs> Uh, it uh, definitely, I would be concerned, Max, if you go into any trailer parks, if it's the only Airstream in the trailer park, I would keep going. Because the aliens definitely hit those first. But. As far as taking you up into their thing and doing sexual experiments but, on you. But, but, yes. aliens can't read through tinfoil. Tinfoil ah. is actually made of aluminum. True. Nice. The skin of this trailer is yeah. made of aluminum. I believe this is a big, giant aluminum hat, so no one can listen to my thoughts. Interesting. <laughs> and I appreciate you taking off that aluminum hat for the party tonight because <laughs> it is a bit awkward in social settings. Yeah. Keeps the aliens at bay. They can't, Absolutely. They can't read your thoughts. Screw them. <laughs> it's a bit of a scratchy hat as well. That's but. the way Jay thinks when he's got his cans on for the fork talk is... and. 
For all those not knowing, cans are your headphones in radio speak. It's a technical term that most of you probably don't know because you're ignorant of radio speak. <laughs> you're not like professional like we are. But Jay, when he has his cans on, thinks that he can just say anything without any retribution whatsoever. I've gotten away with it so far. We're on episode 12. I am getting out the bat. I am, <laughs> Have you I, seen his wingspan? Going to. <laughs> not a lot I'm, of people that are going to go ahead and. I'm not. And I, I know the soft underbelly that is Big Daddy. <laughs> so I appreciate where I can hit him. And hit him hard. Yeah. And multiple times, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Hey, Big Daddy. Awesome. We, uh, we're at the end of the show. We're just gabbing at this point Pretty we're, much, yeah. we're filling time sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me it's good every episode every yeah. goddamn that's episode. why i listen that's it it's good it's good but i'm glad max is here we've me never too. had him on live in not memorex for all you young kids memorex was a tape player cassette yeah cassette B- before cds they're practically don't even know CDs. You know, kids. I've got a funny story about that. You know, I bought my first car when I was 16. Don't stop me. I'll knock you unconscious. Okay. He's got that look on his face. <laughs> it was a 71 Cutlass Supreme. Shut up. Cut, a 71 Cutlass Supreme. Cutlass Supreme. I was 16 years old. Yep. And Mexican. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I didn't did. jump up and down. It was just a Cutlass Supreme. Okay. Anyway. It had an 8-track player in it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Most of our audience probably remembers it. because oh, we, yeah. we Four tracks in an 8-track tape. Pretty much. They're huge. Why did they call it 8-track when there were only four tracks on an 8-track tape? I don't know. Turn it up to 11. They flip. Because they, they flip. flip? They flip over. Actually, I just lied because it's stereo. Ah. Uh, so each four, four right. each of the four tracks has a left and right on it. Who cares? Okay. The story goes, hey, I had an eight-track player in my car. Yes. A friend of mine said, hey, why don't you change that out with one of these newfangled cassette tape players? And I'm like, ha, that thing will never catch on. <laughs> Famous last words. Later on, right. I had a car that had a cassette player in it. My buddy says, hey, why don't you get one of those newfangled CD players? I'm like, ha, those things will never catch on. True. And how are you going to mo- make a mixtape with a CD? You can t- I mean, how do you get girls with that? You can't do that. Pretty much. You yeah. don't. Yeah, exactly. So, anywho. So? Well, we'd like to thank Max for coming on the show, obviously. You know, he's here in honor of my lovely wife, Devil Ange, whose birthday it is. Yes, it is. Right. Well done, Devil Ange. Um, Congratulations to making it to the club. A very elite club. Master! That's right, Masters Club. The Master of Disaster. Welcome to the Masters, Ange. Let me tell you something. All those Masters women, they better hold on to their horses. Come and tell you something right now. (laughs) Devil Ange is coming for you. She's coming for you. That's true. It's always the the case when those youngins come into the Masters class, they're ready to whoop ass. That's right. She's going to put some hurt on. A whomping and a whomping. Everything in sight. She's going to put some hurt on. So you want to wrap this up? Is that what you're saying, Big Daddy? Sure, if we can. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks again, Max Saller, for coming and talking to us. We appreciate, uh, obviously, your sponsorship. Thank you for having me. Thanking you. Thanking you for <laughs> allowing me to sponsor this wonderful production. Hey, ah, let me tell you something. He's a peach of a man. Peach, peach, I think peach. He, he set a record as well because he's our only guest that's actually sat at the table with our microphones. True. Which Every is, other one we've called in. Which is only appropriate, Congratulations, actually. my friend. Yeah, absolutely appropriate. We'll, we'll have to get him some special music. I'm going to get you some special 
Max music that porn, will fly let's make out. It porn music. I mean, he sells mattresses for Christ's sake, right? Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay, calm down there, Hoss. Okay. Um, hey, and that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mattress Ranch. www.mattressranch.com. One word. Thanks Th- for all the Facebook likes. Oh, yeah, baby. Up 463. 463. The Fork Talk podcast comes out twice a month. Questions or comments, email us at info at fork-talk.com or on Facebook at Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Ha. Slunchamore, great health. Captain Quint, take it away. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding, lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!